I'll, I'll start it. Okay, we'll go. <laughs> Glad we worked that out as we hit record. Yeah. It's the Daily Talk Show. Josh and Tommy, what's the date? Uh, it's the 19th. It's a Friday. It's a quarter to 10 in the morning. Ep 4. So Yeah, episode 4. It's going to get to a top of 42 degrees. Fuck, you're a really weather guy. Can you tell people about your... Um, your love of storms and yeah i love it all but the funny thing is i don't have any real knowledge couldn't tell you what a cumulus is that how you say i can't even say cumulus cloud no i don't know what that is i've got no idea but all i know is as soon as there's a fucking storm it's a live feed from jj i think what i love about storms and i love about any extreme weather Mm. is that Everyone says you got to stay inside, <laughs> and that's right up my alley. Well, you've seen the video of me out in Bondi when we got hit by oh, a massive yes. storm with the the um, surf like crazy waves, right? So there's waves in the Sydney Harbour that we when surfed, uh-huh. and that's like, like you can't if you're not from Australia, you can't surf in the Sydney Harbour. It's a harbour, mm-hmm. so the waves aren't meant to come in. So there's heads, but when the swells um, big enough or the winds big enough. They come into the heads and they reverberate off one side of the harbour and push a swell across to the other and you can surf in this is place. Is like dirty water or is it pretty nice? Uh, no, it's it's close to the head so it's, it's cleaner than yeah, sure. Bondi after a storm. Bondi is disgusting after a storm. But mm. in Bondi, there was that sandstorm. <laughs> Which is like lifted up. Yeah, like so a- like so much wind blew all the sand off Bondi Beach mm-hmm. up over onto the walkway into yeah. the s- skate bowl. It was crazy. Weather makes me feel small though as well because it's mm. just like you can... Like we had some crazy lightning the other the other day. Um, how long have you been surfing for? Oh, as long as I can remember. Really? My old man grew up down Are your parents cool? Yeah, fucking oath. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I don't know. your dad's surfing <clears throat> or no? My dad's, my dad's never smoked a cigarette, drank... He, he's drank maybe a few beers. Uh-huh. He's not... Out there, so he doesn't drink. Uh, no, not anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, rarely, I can't remember. Yeah. It'd be light beer if I saw him, but yeah. he, I don't, he's never been pissed. Uh-huh. So he's not cool in the terms of we go to the pub together and he's a. Which uh, I don't know if that's yeah. Well, I mean, I've got yeah, what does cool mean? Parents go to the pub or we've been hanging out, drinking together, and it's like a, I like it when it's someone else's parent. I don't know if it, I don't know if it would, it would be translate cool as well for my dad. Yeah. My dad met my mum. At a yoga center. Yeah. And everyone thought my dad was gay back in the day because it was mostly gay guys that did yoga. How funny is that? But he's just like a, um, he's a cool, he's like a a Tommy D. Right? (laughs) He's a a very laid back. Tommy D is one of my mates who's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, But I just assume that everyone, all of our listeners know who Tommy D is. (laughs) No one knows who Tommy D is. People, you know, do you remember people used to say metrosexual? No yeah. one ever says that anymore, right? It's because people don't wear fluoro-coloured tops I was, anymore. You know, when I said metrosexual, what came into my mind was this bright top that I got from JJ's, and I okay. thought that I was so metro. Mate, the epitome of metrosexual was people who wore a brand called Stevie. Stevie, yeah, no. So was Stevie never... was these these bright-coloured t-shirts, and if you were in the club scene, in the in the I guess it was like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Stevie had these fluoro-colored tops that you could, they had scratch and sniff ones. So you, they have be like raspberry flavor or something. And so you'd scratch it and, 
and they were cool. So that would have been cool at the club. I didn't wear them though. My mate wore them, and he and he loved them. He was the biggest metrosexual <laughs> going. It was he'd do his hair. He'd have that really like sharp haircuts with maybe a line in the side of his head. Yeah, and well, haircuts say a lot about someone. How much do you spend on your hair? Um, I've fifty bucks. Okay, and I get it maybe like six weeks and you were saying that you go to the same per- do you go to the same person yeah like, is a friend it a family of mine. friend or something i used to train him when i was a personal trainer mm-hmm. and i met him through the gym he owns a salon and he's a he's a legend and so i just he, he just charged me 50 bucks that's so like yeah he charges other people 70 i think but it's because i've known him for a while haircuts are interesting have you ever had gone through a hairstyle that was a bit shit mate i had like I look back on photos of recent, sorry, of of late. Like recently, I've been looking back on photos of me when I was twenty one. Nostalgia alert! <laughs> We've, the whole thing's been fucking nostalgia. You asked so me far. to talk about. I know. Old I just like talking about. I love it. I fucking love it. You love Come talking on. about the past, don't yeah. you? Beats this fucking. I had a bowl right cut. Now. I had an undercut. I had the number twenty eight. Michael Jordan. I think it was twenty eight. What's the Michael Jordan? Is that shaved? It's Michael Jordan, the basketball player. 28 was his number on his oh, jersey. And I had that in the back of my head underneath my undercut. <laughs> I've had a shaved head. I've had just spiked And was that hair. being funny or cool? That was, <laughs> was cool, bro. <laughs> Me and my bros went down to Grant the Barber and got a... Once I got Shaq, I can't remember his number. I never got speed stripes, but I had um, I had the number in the back of my head. So weird, so bogan. I had a rat's tail. Did you ever shave your head completely? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not, not real low. Like, would you do it in adulthood? Like now? Nah, would you let me shave your head? No, nah, it would reveal my my fucking receding too much. Nah, you've got a good solid yeah, hair. But, but my hair, hairline's gone back a bit. But I've got thick hair. Yeah. But it'd definitely make me look a bit more bald. Oh yeah. You would. Yeah. You'd be in trouble. You, yeah. I don't think it would grow back. I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've um. I shaved um, a, f- a couple of years ago after, straight after that, the world trip that I did. You mean I, when you got out of custody? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, when I, um, I actually, I think it started off like I was just going to do a bit of a trim and then just fucked it. I'm like, okay, let's just shave this whole thing. Yeah. Just shave straight into a hotel um, toilet. We did clogged you? the toilet. <laughs> just, it was like it was flooding and shit. Call Brett Fitzpatrick. You did this yesterday. Yeah, yeah, this is my mate. Going. He fucking blows up. Okay, great. This is f- talking about haircuts. Yeah, great. Weapon. Yeah. What's up, bro? What's happening, mate? Mate, just I'm just recording a podcast. I need you to fucking tell me what happened yesterday with your your hair. Oh. Uh. Well, like I showed him a photo of. He goes, like, what do you want done? And I've never been there before. And I had an old photo of what my hair used to look like. Um, and I was like, oh, I just want to like this. But I was about 15 kilos lighter back then in that photo than what I am now. And he goes, yeah, no, nah, I've got you covered, mate. And then he started, he goes, oh, what do you want on the side? Do you want, like, a number one or a number two? And I said, well, we'll start with a number two and we'll go from there. And then he started doing it. And I'm like, you've gone too high there, mate. <laughs> But because he's going with the clippers, like, there's no going back. You can't stick the you can't stick the hair, hair back on. Um, so he started doing it, and I'm I'm looking and I'm going, I'm in trouble here. And now I look like 
I look like a paintbrush. I <laughs> 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 legitimately look like I've got a paintbrush on top of my fat head. Like <laughs> bristles. <laughs> what, what did you tell me the emotions that you experienced because you expressed it very verbally yesterday yeah well um well unfortunately i had i thought i'll do the right thing because i had a i had an audition um for a, for a commercial and i thought oh, i'll do the right thing and i'll go and get a haircut make myself look look all nice and let's just say i i didn't uh i didn't get i wasn't is I it wasn't a jewelux commercial <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't successful with the audition, and uh, I reckon it might be because I look like a giant paintbrush on my head. <laughs> like, seriously, it's bad. It's not great. And uh, I told my wife, and she said, well, I'll just, just go back in there and tell them to fix it. I'm like, you can't fix it. <laughs> and um, how, how are you supposed to fix it? Oh, excuse me, can you please pick up the, the, the hair and stick it back on my head? <laughs> how do you feel about the guy who did it? Well, I won't be going back there. He won't be getting another $35 out of me. <laughs> It's kind of cheap. Um, you probably can expect to get that. Well, he reckons he was pretty, and I reckon he was pretty happy about it. And you can't, like, they show you the back of it and stuff, and they go, oh, I'll show you the back, you know, let me know what you think. And what are you supposed to say? <laughs> did you lie to him? Oh, that, looks, that looks shit. Well, of course I did. I said, oh, yeah, thanks, mate. That's great. No, it's not. <laughs> but what are you supposed to say? Yeah. Say yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, it looks shit, mate. And then they go, what are they supposed to say? Well, sorry, mate. Bad luck. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, all right, mate. Thanks for that story. That was funny. Okay, mate. I'll see you. See you, bro. The the thing about the mirror on the back that was not planned, by the way. Yeah, uh, great, good story. (laughs) He the thing with like showing your back, like with the mirror. Yeah, it's really it's it's for them to feel good about themselves because when are you ever going to say no? That looks shit. I have gone back and had my hair fixed. Like they missed a whole bit or something. I, I know I've gone back. I just stress about going to the hairdresser full stop. I stress about like, you know, like the hipster fucking barbers where you just sit down, like you just take a seat. So, well, what order are we in, guys? Who came in? Like there's okay, a stress so- and then someone will walk in. They've got a coffee. I'm like, oh, I'm back. I'm like, oh, okay, so... What, who's been holding your fucking spot? And so is this the current place that we walk past? So we walk past a place to get coffee quite a bit and you're like, no, I can't fucking walk past. I yeah. haven't been back. That's that's one of them. But there's another one too that even more anxiety because I don't drink and their whole thing, <laughs> it's called the drunk barber and it's like you get a free beer. <laughs> so, you, so, drunk barber, did you know that that would be... It was the only one that was open on a Monday because, you know, they're all fucking yeah, yeah. closed on a Monday. It's because they work Saturdays. Yeah, and I was so determined to get a haircut and this place on Smith Street, the Drunk Barber or whatever, was open. And, so, and and what did you do? They offer you a drink? No, they didn't. But I was fucking panicked the whole time just being like, you know what? I'll just say I had a big weekend. So you lied? No, I didn't. I didn't have to. But oh, that was in my head. Like in my head, I'm like, okay. Do, the only people that go to this place drink. Should we talk yeah. about the alcohol thing? Yeah, we can if you want. Yeah. Well, because we talked about my old man not really drinking. Yeah. He's still cool. And then um, <laughs> you don't drink. Yeah. You... Uh, no, I don't. I think... Um, like, and, and and it's not like you just... Oh, every now and then I have and I just no. don't drink. Because there's a lot of people that say that, but you... I been, really... We, we did... The, Vox pops with people and a guy said he doesn't really drink. It turns out he just drunk every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> See, this like, is the thing. So bro, explain your I don't I don't drink. What does that mean? I don't drink means that I won't look at the drinks menu. 
I'll, at a restaurant. You haven't, how many times in your lifetime? 20, how many? 27? It'd be like years? half a dozen times. Uh, so six times you've been drunk. Or drunk. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I've been drunk once. Okay. And I've, I've ha- had something to drink half a dozen times. One would have been Bree and I in Bali in like 2010. We had like a cocktail at a, or like, what did they have at Mexican? Uh, margaritas, yeah. Margar- we it's had a, a margarita, yeah, cocktail. Um, and I remember I had some spirits at uh, uh, Bree's sister's wedding, which was in, I think, 2009. Fuck, I never realized how boring it is when someone tells you the event <laughs> that they drank at because <laughs> in my circles, it's just, it, you don't talk about that because yeah. that's just what everyone does. Yeah. So funny. We're from two such different worlds. Yeah, I don't know. And people will constantly ask why I don't drink. Mm. Uh, and I don't really have a reason. I, I think it's just that for one, I feel dehydrated when I do it. Yeah. But also I think it's like part of like the social, I think it's like when I was growing up, I would see people drink, I'd see them make idiots of themselves. And I was sort of like, I don't really want that. Mm. Um, and I think that's now that's not really an acquired taste. I think the the one interesting area at the moment is like uh, I had wine like six months ago or whatever when I did that um, oh, you video. Went the, you, went went to went to a, Yarra, you went to the Yarra Valley, which is a fucking wine region. Yeah, and they and had like the wine. big breakf- uh, big lunch or whatever, the beast lunch, yeah. and they served wine. So we tried some. But I think that's one of the challenging. I don't feel the need at all to drink at home. Mm. I think traveling might be a different story. So like when we go to Italy, I'm going to be pumped for trying all different food. And I can guarantee that a lot of the places will, like wine will be a part of the experience. Mm. Um, You know what? I love drinking while traveling. Like when I was in Italy a couple of years ago, Amy was pregnant and very sick. So she stayed home. And so I go out exploring, right? And you can drink on the streets. You can drink anywhere. Really? And they sell alcohol everywhere, like little news agencies, just little corner stores. And you can just buy a beer, like a local beer, Peroni in Italy, but Mythos in Greece, Mm -hmm. uh, where I was as well. And you pay like one euro. Mm -hmm. And so you could walk around just drinking beer. I'd get like three of these. And it's the feeling that it gives you. Mm-hmm. The taste is just pretty Just a little good. chill. It was like, like a bit of a buzz. Nice. And, and it was nice just like walking around, exploring, having a beer. And it's like I have associated that with traveling. Yeah. Because I've done it quite a bit. Right? So if you did that, if you every day went to Flinders Street and they <laughs> had a, like a drink, like that becomes... That becomes a problem at that point, doesn't it? 100% a problem. But like I drink more when I travel because it feels like holidays and I'm relaxing. I think it's like eating and shit like that too. But I feel like I don't, I can't remember the last time I had soft drink with sugar. Like I know that fucking the diets, the zeros, all that sort of shit is atrocious for you. I definitely cut down because when I was a kid, nostalgia alert, I used to drink a lot of soft drink like i'll drink at least a liter a day shit and so i transitioned from i remember i transitioned from that to this like punch uh, not punch what's it what's the um, drink juice drink yellow no 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 it's um 
cordial lemonade lemonade like not but um diet lemonade but okay. uh, oh yes i know the punch one. the yellow one. what's the lemony one that if you Sun go kissed, to um, no 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 if you go to like a fucking pub you would have sprite and then on the other like a solo what's the solo one yeah lemon squash lemon squash yeah. thank you fuck that's the word i was it's just so, fucking lemonade just more cloudy version yeah Nah. Let's go. <laughs> no, all right, why the fuck are we talking about non-alcoholic drinks? Anyway, no. What I was going to say is, I drunk. Um, so I transitioned from all this Coke, Coca-Cola. Yeah. Third ep in the row of talking about Coca-Cola uh, to this diet lemon squash. I remember I would drink like a liter in a day, and I would have like diarrhea like every fucking day. Like, I'm <laughs> why, sure. Why the fuck are you I'm mentioning sure, that? Because I think that there was probably like six months. People were like, "Fuck, you lost so much weight." I'm like, yeah, I've just like not Don't not drinking drink. soft drink, but I think it was like I was fucking shitting it all out. But uh, yeah, anyway, so the, part of it is I've always had a rule where like don't drink your calories. Okay. I think all this vegan fucking movement and shit like that's changed. That like acai bowls and stuff is changing that a little bit for me. Where I'm like, if the if it's a smoothie made with good shit, then I'll have it. Mm. And um, so what you're saying is there's no good shit in alcohol. Exactly. So, but I think. Yeah, so for me, alcohol, there's definitely you have a you start drinking young and it creates a pattern, and it's getting drunk on the weekends. Yeah. Like most weekends growing up, me and my mates would get alcohol and get drunk. Yeah, and what, where were your mates? What were they doing? Were they doing I it? Literally, don't like this is a thing. I don't have these friendship groups from school. Yeah, but when you were at school, were you? Were you what was I doing? I, well, I, the funny thing is I never felt like a loner. I remember I'd But did be, you have a group of mates, like the boys or... Up until... Oh, I think like year seven, year eight, year nine. Those parties, any alcohol? Yeah, there was alcohol at those parties. So but they didn't... called them gatherings or whatever. Yeah, yeah, gatherings. Um, but not when I was old. Like when I was older, didn't really fucking do it. I was like, seriously, to be honest, too busy making videos. I'd be... I would invite people over. So people would go out and go to parties and stuff. And those same people who I wouldn't really associate with and do, go to parties, I would invite them over and would make videos together. So we'd go, we'd spend a, a Saturday in the national park or whatever. And I think that that was, my parents had created a cool house. Mm. It was fucking fun to be there. They, they had an awesome pool. Dad um, had a hot rod. They had a hot rod. There, there was like national park and shit like that. So there was... He actually sold the hot rod to get the pool, so we didn't have them both at the same time. <laughs> that's that's but, thank you. Dad. Yeah, it was great. But um, yeah, so I think that I spent a lot of time just sort of in in my zone, yeah. not really having to um, socialize. Cool house too, poker, though. poker would have been the only thing, and we didn't really. I don't think we drunk, but yeah, the, like oh maybe the guys had some spirits and I sort of thing, but I saw it as a little bit lame. Like mm. I thought. Drinking, drinking to, at that time was the the try hardiest thing you could have fucking done. Man, like it was I, just like I'm like all these. I nearly dropped the C bomb. I think that's where we draw the line. We won't drop the same yeah, bomb yeah, on no the show. These fucking guys, all these like, chants. Yeah, all these chants. I'm like, <laughs> they're not like these fucking socially awkward mofo's are thinking that they're top dog because well, they're having a, a gym beam and they're like all thing. loose. You're overthinking it because they're not. And I wasn't. We either wanted no, but they to drink act beer. Like that. Like, what annoyed me is the disconnect between yourself and your drinking self. And for me, what would be annoying is 
you'd go have this fucking fun time and then the next day they were like in a different mood. It's like, well, mm. okay, mate. Like, and you just don't think about it, Josh, because I've done all of that. Yeah. And we're not thinking we're cool. We maybe think we're cool because and you don't think that you're cool, drink. but all of a sudden you have this like level of confidence. But I, so I think what I do is I value confident people mm. who are who are comfortable in their skin. Maybe you were too emotionally intelligent as a kid to thinking about all of these things. Because fuck, I can't remember thinking about anything of that. And then, well, I think like to be looking back, nostalgia alert. I think that I, was, I think I was, if I had a kid or whatever, I would want him or her to be like me because I was like cool in the essence of I made stuff and I didn't give a fuck what people thought. It's a retrospective look, though. Yeah, but was that exactly. What you felt at the like time, then? Uh, at the time, I um, I felt like a leader. But um, I didn't necessarily... The kids around... I knew that I was cool. <laughs> the kids around didn't necessarily... But the funny thing was there was a shift that the older that we got, I think the realisation of like, oh, this is... These things that Josh does mm. are actually valuable. Like it's not cool <clears throat> to have LinkedIn in year 11 and updating it and doing all that sort of shit. You did. Yeah, fucking So, no. here's the thing, right? At New Dad, I think about... If New my, Dad alert. If my boy went down your path or my path, yeah. I'd probably choose your path. Because, uh-huh. man, fuck, I've been loose in comparison. And I haven't gone through all that stuff. I think I've ended up all right. Yeah. But I, and I drink less now than I ever have. I don't think my, there's anything wrong with drinking. 100% there's nothing wrong with drinking. There's nothing... Uh, for me, it was a choice based on those circumstances. Whereas I think you bring young kids in alcohol, mm. there's more sort of peer pressure, try hard sort of shit around it. Yeah. Um, and I think that I I think part of it is too, I couldn't think of anything more boring than standing around. Like I fucking hate, I've, I know, I've never see, been your, to, a, I've never been to a club. You're overthinking it, mate. I could sit at the no, pub. Not, you and I could go thing. to the pub right now. And if we started drinking beers, we'd be four, five, six hours in and we would just be fucking shooting the breeze, hanging out, talking. And is that more valuable than doing that sober? Yeah, but I'm not thinking about the value of one or the other. It's like you do it, you feel good. You would like it. And I'm not saying I don't want you to do it right. <laughs> But I'm, I'm like defending the people that do do it because yeah. I've no, done no, no, it so no, many times. I think... I've formed amazing friendships uh-huh. by just spending time, one-on-one time. And I know what you mean. There is an awkwardness. Um, there is a confidence thing that you need to have when you are doing that sober. Mm-hmm. But all those walls are broken down, right? I think that this setting the expectation that you need this or that this thing is going to help socially... Mm. But so there is that element for some things, dates maybe, mm-hmm. like a bit of Dutch courage there. Or like what? Family events and shit, I'm sure. Yeah, I, like. I think there would be people that do think about that. Yeah. But then there's a majority of people, i.e. myself, that didn't feel like that yeah. around just social situations or like with mates or new people. When I moved to Shepparton, uh, one of my best mates now, Kel, uh-huh. we spent most Fridays at the pub in the afternoon we just talk, man. And it's dudes coming together. Yeah. And it's like that doesn't... Like Do you, girls get are you together. A, are you a homebody, do you think, or no? Um, no, nah, I can be pretty transient. Like I could I could move My tomorrow. My bike's about to fall. 
you what? My bike behind. Look, it just like rolled across oh, yeah. from the. It's okay. Um, it must be windy, guys. It's windy out as well. That's another weather update. And it's currently thirty-three degrees, and it says thirty-three and windy on my phone. <laughs> You'll uh, be live streaming soon. No, I'm a homebody. No, I can be pretty transient, but I have having a baby, mate. You start wanting to just lock it's shit down. It's fucking easier as well, well right? You, like it's like you going want, out becomes. You want comfort, yeah, and not even a home. A homebody for me is like cementing your roots to one place and putting a bit of commitment and um absolutely you can still fucking leave the house is what you're saying yeah i think that I, like i'm this the weird thing about me is i'm an introvert extrovert homebody traveler <laughs> every so, like so i'm weird. i'm this fucking yin and yang um i'm and so like i care what people think a lot i don't care what people think at all mm. i think that that's a big thing because I'll invest a lot of time in relationships and stuff like that. I think people can get the wrong idea that, oh, like this is optional. <laughs> and if any time it gets too fucking hard, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think that that surprises people. Um, but yeah, the, I, for instance, I like, I'm a homebody in the sense of I would, I love being in my own company as well. Mm. But I also love fucking entertaining people that type of thing. I reckon you find entertainment. I don't know. Maybe you just... My entertainment. Well, you said like uh, you... I did an Instagram story of a party that I was having at my place. The Victoria's Secret show uh, party with like four friends. And you're just like, that looks fucking shit. It looks (laughs) so boring. um, Josh amongst a group of girls. But it was like we had like... we Fuck, Brie and I got all these decorations and shit. And that was fun. But I love... Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I grew up, as I said, in a family where it's like we were, the Jansons would always have the events at their house, right? Yeah. We'd always have the, the parties and the, the barbecues. I was always in, in charge of the barbecue. But um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've spoken a lot about us. The, <laughs> what sort of content do you like consuming? What what book, if you had to pick up a book, yeah. what would I you pick up? Pick up the one you gave me, oh, Tribe yeah. of... Mentors. mentors, yeah. Is it was it tribe, yeah, of tribe of yeah. tribe of mentors? Yeah, I, I'm just I'm listening to podcasts now, watching. Actually, I'm not watching. I'm not watching and listening to much because I've got so much going on. Like when yeah. I'm making more than I'm consuming at the uh-huh. moment, which is good. I think there's such a push. I saw something, whatever I was watching. Maybe it was Gary V, talking about make um, making versus consuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put my hand up. Yeah, why did uh, you fucking put your hand up? I'm going to start doing that from now on. We're saying we've got five minutes left. All right. It looked like I was trying to ask you, you the floor. Fucking, you want to get in on the conversation? <laughs> you asked me a fucking question. Sorry, mate. Can I just uh, put my hand up? I just it's need to... It's quite a rude doing just... five fingers like that. <laughs> it's not like a one finger up. It's like a... Fuck. Um, sorry about see, that. Okay. So, uh, people... I was, I was driving here today and I saw um, this fucking epic... Draw an epic painting done in spray paint mm-hmm. mural of this. Uh, I think it's a Chinese guy, Vietnamese guy near Victoria Street. Yeah, and um, there was like a, a man, a woman, and, and another woman. So fucking good. Mm-hmm. And I thought there's another guy who does like drawing of murals of people. Lush sucks. Yeah, yeah. He's like a Great Melbourne. Um, how would you explain what he does? Well, I think what he does is he takes that zeitgeist 
pop culture, what everyone's talking about, yeah, and interprets it into art. And I think it, it, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but it shows the difference in artists. Where it's if you're, not where I was going, okay. mate. I was going from this guy is amazing and can actually paint better than Lush yeah. in terms of if you if you were to put two That's together like and you were to go yeah. draw this guy and draw and Lush did it and this guy did it, mm-hmm. and then I was going to a video I put up about a Lush mural yeah. and this guy that gave him criticism on my page and said Lush the only thing about Lush is he sucks and I clicked onto this guy's page and he was an artist right yeah. and I was thinking about winning and I was thinking about you've got two guys one this dude in you know Richmond that's drawn that that amazing guy who's mm-hmm. probably better than Lush as far yeah. as a, replicating a real moment with a paintbrush or a spray can and then Lush, who's winning. He's fucking getting out there. What's well, the hybrid, right? Like we know filmmakers who can get something really beautiful, can can shoot amazing work. But it's your ability to understand the world around mm. you. Like I, I remember hearing when I worked when we you know, when I worked in radio, they would talk about the job of the people on air is to actually live a life. Mm. Because if you don't live a life, you've got nothing to talk about. Well, I think in terms of what I'm speaking about, it's like the winning thing. It's people think you, if you're like, this guy's amazing at recreating something, but then mm-hmm. Lush, he's winning in all those other spots. Yeah. So this angry artist that wrote on my comment about, yeah. wrote on my post about Lush, he's an artist and I looked on him and I wanted to write back to him and say, for the fact that you know who Lush is, he wins yeah. over you. Yeah. Because he's you're got an artist attention. that no one knows about yeah. and Lush has attention. And that's yeah. what I love about him. People fucking get into him about Do people really get into him? Oh, 100%. Why? Because he... Because he doesn't follow, you know, conform... Like, and, th- and this is what we fucking love. Like, we love non-conformists. Mm. Um, he's a massive cowboy yeah. of the art world, right? And that's, the th- and there's so- and that's, what, um, that's what entices me to travel so much. When I tell people, oh, Brie and I are going away for four plus months, people go, oh, what's happening with this? What's mm-hmm. happening with that? I'm like, look them in the eye. I'm like, oh, I don't know. And it's, they fucking... Playing the unsafe path wins. And ne- not you don't necessarily, if you're the it's best the at unsafe, something... It's the uncomfortable. It's the unknown. And I mm-hmm. think that uh, um, it's very easy to... There's that saying: if you always do what you always did, you always get what you've always got. Yeah. And so, for me, I look at where I'm at. I'm like, okay, I can do bigger projects. I can do this. I can do that. But it's not until you have radical change of environment for you. It's having a kid. Mm. Those radical changes, as you said, they change you. They change. You go from being someone who wants to go out all the time to not wanting to go out. And that provides the yin and yang as well. Being able to go in, like for me, traveling, I won't necessarily fucking leave my house today. I probably will. I'll go to the PO box, PO box 400 Abbotsford, Victoria, 3067. You got a lot going on in your head. The, <laughs> but the thing is that I won't fucking tra- travel necessarily around Melbourne, but I will have a completely different outlook on things if i'm in italy or if i'm in greece or if i'm in fucking romania so the point i was getting at with the winning stuff (laughs) is that my thought around that guy did that amazing mural he's amazing but you don't have to be that there's so many other elements to to winning conformist yeah 
And you don't have to conform? You don't have to conform and you don't have to... I think um, everyone wants a path. And it's like people will listen to, to this and they'll say, fuck, that's such a waste of time <laughs> for them and for us. <laughs> and the thing is that we enjoy it. Yeah, I don't feel like I've wasted my time. And yeah, like who gives a fuck? Like what... Don't listen. I think that there's so many people, like especially when you're in the creative, doing creative stuff, people will get hypercritical. And um, I mean, I don't think we're going to look back and, and talk about the, the, the critiques or the, you know, the, the reviewers. Mate, I spent time doing the radio show and that's all that we did. It was constantly reflecting, going, what was good, what was bad. And it's okay and you do progress quite quickly in some areas, but then there's also just fucking doing it, moving on and enjoying it and taking on some feedback. But the fact of just posting or creating something and putting it out and then moving on and doing it again, that process, that's a a winning process. Yeah. Because you do get better, you will grow and you do start understanding more about... Well, you change. And I think the, the thing is that, you know, you've been out of school for long enough, so have I, to see what happens with people who don't change, <laughs> yeah. right? Think about the people who, di- who radically changed and the people who didn't radically change. The people who didn't change are a little bit further along than where they were, but mm. basically where they were. Mm. And the people who did have radical change are new people and they've developed and they've adapted and they've learnt things. Um, I think that I've learnt more since leaving school, obviously, than actually in school. And for me, life is about constantly learning. You know fuck all by the time you finish school. 100%. Nearly 30 now. It's like, fuck, I knew nothing. Yeah. I've had most of my growth in the last five years, I think, <clears throat> as a as a man. And we create these little worlds too. When we're in school, the principal is like the president, right? Like we put so much weight and then you sort of go back and teaching is a really amazing profession and it needs great people. Uh, but the reality is that the, the weight that we put on these leaders or these principals they're developing us but the thing is we move on and then we get perspective just like top dogs who are in melbourne or in the australian market doing things Mm. uh nothing outside of that yeah Um, everything in it yeah absolutely and what i and my thing is that the bubble as, as soon as you feel like you're getting too big in the bubble you should find another bubble yeah a good point um and for me that's around travel not saying that i've like fucking dominated anything here but what also can happen is that the merging of bubbles and saying okay what about if i take my knowledge of this and that and bring it together shake shit up and you get a new perspective absolutely and that's part of my youtube channel too where it's like being in front of the camera um, shaking it up alright yeah. check out Josh's YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket's also on there youtube.com forward slash Tommy Jacket we just posted up a video on his channel of me being a dad for a day which was a fucking disaster that was actually <laughs> fun that was fine uh, it was fun episode 4 that's yeah, done mate enjoy your weekend everyone and we'll see you um on Monday check out our website thedailytalkshow.com and uh, subscribe on all of the um, iTunes and shit thanks gotcha. yeah